Are you still interested in trying Popeye's Rippin' Chicken? Yeah. There's too many commercials on TV about it. I haven't seen one for a while, though. I wonder yeah. if they even still have it. What What's so appealing about it? I don't you. know, it's just weird. You can, like, rip it in half, and it's, like, it has, like, little slits where you can just... Well, you know what it looks like? It looks like one of those things people used to put up on bulletin boards, where it was, like, um, need a babysitter, and they would have the phone number, and you just rip the phone number off. Oh, what? Yeah, which is, like, it's, like, there, there'd be, it'd be, like, cut, like, fringe with people's phone numbers, or one person's phone number. And what you'd... if you took the phone number, and then it was the last one, and what, somebody wanted a... That person's out of luck. They're gonna have to find. They're gonna have to find their babysitter elsewhere, uh, somewhere other than the uh, whole, whole Foods bulletin board. <laughs> but what do you think? Here's my question about the ripping chicken. I want to get your thoughts. Mm-hmm. What do you think those chicken, like chicken strips that you rip off? What do you think they're attached to at the top? Is it like another piece of chicken? What do you mean? <laughs> okay, so the you've got the hanging chicken strips, right? Mm-hmm. That you're gonna rip. Mm-hmm. But you're ripping it off of a central beam at the top. What do you think that... And, it's, and from the commercial, it looks like that beam is deep fried with Popeye's delicious herbs and spices. But what do you think that beam is? Do you think it's chicken? I think it's like... Is it a bulletin board? <laughs> I'm thinking if you get like... They get like a really big chicken. Mm-hmm. And then they um they cut slits in different parts, but not all the way to the bottom. Okay. there's still a good amount on the bottom. Okay. And then you bread it and do all that stuff, and then you fry it. So when you take it out, there's that chicken under there, that really long piece of chicken with the strips up. Okay. And I'm thinking they just use, like, a big piece of chicken. Okay, so after you rip the chicken pieces off, the thing you ripped it off of is, like, a, a bonus piece of chicken. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I, I think when you rip it, yeah. it rips all the way down, so you need to be able oh, to Oh, so... So there's not even going to be a chicken beam left. You're kind of no, just like tearing just, a... It's like a chickeny just, piece of... Yeah. Pe- okay, well, that's more appealing. Because for me, it looked like... Like, on the commercial, they would hold it up, and it would kind of look like a human hand mm-hmm. made of chicken, and the fingers were the different... And you'd rip those fingers that's off. Gross. And Well, I'm just saying, this is why it never appealed to me. But now, you describing it now, I'd, I'd really like to try it. But then I would imagine you rip the... Ripping chickens off. Mm-hmm. Then there's this big palm part, and I thought, is that gristle or is it a bone? That's gristle or bone? <laughs> well, what would you? Um, Popeyes is known for their very uh, flavorful chicken. Uh, would you dip it in any sort of sauce or anything? Oh yeah. Okay, tell me you about that. You have to stop by Bojangles though. Why is that? Because I only eat Bojangles honey mustard. <laughs> You're a honey mustard connoisseur, and Bojangles yes. is your choice. Yeah. All right. Well, I I do know a place where there's a Popeyes and a Bojangles right next to each other. So I don't think if you don't buy anything from Bojangles, they'll give you honey mustard. You don't. It's like <laughs> you just go through the drive-through. It's like, can I have some honey mustard? Yeah, that'll be uh, five ninety nine because you didn't get a meal with it. Re- I, well, you know what I would do? I would park in the parking lot. And I'd send you in. You're real little. You could like scurry in and grab some. They don't just have it out though, do they? No, that's a hot commodity. The hot or the honey mustard. You have um, to get it, but. But it's not money. I think they just give it to you. Oh, but you have to order have to, chicken. Yeah. You can't, I couldn't roll up and be like, yeah, I got some ripping chicken from next door. Um, but their uh, honey mustard is trash. I don't know if they have, if their honey mustard is trash. Um, well, uh, let's uh, go to a commercial. Uh, we have a new sponsor. And uh, we'll be right back with Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. Uh, a really exciting episode, I think. This is Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing? <laughs> oh, Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, this is Matt and Quinn. Watch a thing. Hi, 
I'm Matt from Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. Look, we all know sandwich shops these days are more than willing to toast our submarine and hoagie sandwiches. But how many of them will deep fry one for you? Zero. That's how many. And I've asked around. Seriously, I walked into Subway the other day and I asked the sandwich artist behind the counter if she'd deep fry my cold cut combo and she looked at me like I was speaking some dead foreign language, like French. And the firefighter behind the Fixins bar at Firehouse Subs looked at me like I was an escaped lunatic. And the staff at Wawa, after hearing my request, they laughed in my face and called me a baby. A baby! Can you believe it? Well, you don't have to feel like a crazy French baby at Arnie's Subs. At Arnie's, deep-fried hoagies is all they do. And they're proud of it. <laughs> Arrogantly proud. Just choose a sub and then pick your coating from hundreds of choices, including panko, crumbled up pizza flavored combos, cheese it crackers, barbecue chips, and several others. Or get your sandwich dunked in the tempura tub. Then Arnie's Sandwich Artisans will deep fry your sandwich while you watch. Each sandwich is then patted dry after frying, unless you're like me, and you tell them to give it to me slick. Mm -mm. Love that hot grease. So forget the other guys. Get to Arnie's today and tell them Matt sent you. And if they look at you weird, like they don't know what you're talking about, just tell them I'm from the podcast or whatever. We, I, for some reason, we were singing. I don't know who started. We were singing, I can show you the world. I keep seeing this ad for this t-shirt. It's a, um, it's a, a possum dressed as um, Aladdin. What? And a raccoon dressed as Princess Jasmine and they're on a magic carpet and the possum saying, I can show you some trash. Wait, really? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I I've of, never seen that Yeah, yeah. World. I'll try to find it for you and uh, I'll put it on our uh, Instagram, which is um, Matt underscore and underscore Q uh, on Instagram. So uh, I'll have that hilarious t-shirt design up there so you can see it and if you'll remember once we get 10,000 followers on there we're going to do a really huge giveaway, giveaway. So, it might be a t-shirt it might be a water bottle it might be anything yeah so if you each told a thousand friends we'll get there as soon as possible yeah. um but well you said 10,000 yeah but like i'm guessing that we have 10 listeners oh, so yeah. if they each told a thousand of their friends oh. typically people have 1,000 friends that's what i have found um what would you like me to go? I can name no, all one thousand of my best Let's friends. <laughs> um, so this week, I Matt and Quinn watched a thing. Quinn, uh, I re I had realized I had really dominated the choosing of things we watched, and that's not fair. This was established as a democracy, uh, as it were, or a dual dictatorship. So um, Quinn chose what we watched uh, this week, and Quinn, what did we watch? Victorious. Victorious. Now, what's victorious? If you don't know what victorious is. You've missed out on life. But <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the beginning of a book report. Other Hi. Than that. <laughs> if you if you haven't watched Victorious, you've missed out on life. Uh, but but what uh what what is it? Give us a, it an is, idea of what the show is. It is about a teenage girl that um had um uh her sister um is in this really a school for really talented people and she um they have the big showcase, which is like a talent show for them, that they show off their talents. Because they're a really talented school. It's called Hollywood Arts. And 
Trina, which is Tori's sister. And Tori is the victorious of the title, correct? Yes. Okay. And her tongue swells, Trina's tongue swells up, so Tori has to go out on stage, and the principal hears it, and he says that she's really good, and if she wants to join the school, and that's how she gets in. And then she meets some friends, Andre, Robbie, Beck, Jade, Apparently, Jade isn't her friend, though. And Kat. That, very good. That's awesome. So, Tori, so her sister's the one who's trying to get into the school? No, Trina is already in the school. Oh, okay. She's not talented. Right. Yes. So, everybody sort of has, it's, uh, everybody sort of has their own talents. And, um, is there, um, so how did Trina... You ever know Jade's talent? No, I, I... Scissors. Scissors? I'm just kidding. Um, it's, <laughs> it's scissors. She loves scissors. Okay. But her, um, is Jade the, like, goth punk girl? The one who looks like me in the next few. Um, Like, you know the one who had black hair? Is it Beck's girlfriend? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um. So what's her... Go ahead. Explain. She's, yeah. um, she's kind of like an actor. Okay. And so is Beck. Andre lo- ha- does music. Right. Kat is just a weird... Yeah, I was going to say, what's Kat's around? talent? Kat is a weird girl that runs around. Okay. And does, and nobody ever knows what she's talking about according to their teacher that you didn't get to see, Cyclowitz. Oh, okay. Um, oh, there's also Sinjin. Dad will mention Sinjin. Yeah, I will. Uh, but what's, what, so you missed a kid though. Who's the kid with the puppet? Uh, Robbie. Yeah, what's his talent? Puppets? Ventriloquism. Ventriloquism, Okay. So there's a lot of different things you, know you can be into learned? to get into the school. Yeah, go ahead. I actually learned that he doesn't do van, van, um, what's it called? Ventriloquism. Yeah, ventriloquism. They had he did the puppet, but they had somebody else do the voice for Rob. Yeah, I was gonna for, ask. Um, well, we'll get to that in the second episode we watch. But yeah, I was gonna ask you the same thing. I was like, does that kid really know? Yeah, okay. It's, they have a totally <laughs> different person, but they don't put it on the credits because they want you. They want to make it look like he's actually right. Doing it. Okay. Oh, well, uh, before we talk about, um, we watched two episodes for this, uh, for our podcast. And before we get to that, I wanted to mention, you, you said Cat. Uh, the interesting thing about the show is the character Cat is played by Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Which I didn't know that oh, she started like, on a kid show. If you like Victorious, go ahead and go to Netflix and watch Sam and Cat. That that also involves Cat. She, she also played by Ariana Grande. Yeah, I okay, guess I guess Cat is the was the standout star. Yep. Um, she's, uh, really good. she's she's really funny. I I know Quinn a couple weeks, maybe a couple months ago, when she discovered Victorious. I've watched I've rewatched it three times. Yeah, she kind of got stuck in doing this thing where she would just do cat impressions all the time. You actually heard her do one on the Christmas no, that was podcast. Actually cat. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. Well, it <laughs> sounded a lot like the character that uh, that wished you a merry Christmas in our Christmas episode. But yes, I'm sorry, that was the real cat. But Quinn was doing a spot-on impression, so I didn't. So when I found out that was Ariana Grande, it was so weird because it was like it was like as if like Screech, who rest in peace, actually Dustin what? Diamond, who played Screech, died recently, and I would like to uh, say rest in peace, Dustin Diamond. Funny Screech is a great character, but it was like finding out that Screech later in life became in Enrique Iglesias or something. <laughs> like Cat's this real dorky what character. Is it? Well, she's a real weirdo. Like, listen to the voice she's doing. What'd you say? Yeah, she's a real weirdo. And then she went on to become Ariana Grande. (laughs) She went on to become Ariana Grande, and it's just weird. Anyway. It's weird? Don't say I'm weird. (laughs) Ah ha 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 ha
So that, I thought that was a fun fact for adults out there. If you want to know where Ariana Grande started out, it was on Victorious. Now, I asked Quinn to pick out two episodes she really liked to show me, because I've never seen it. He actually, wa- he actually <clears throat> wanted one. Okay. No, I wanted two. I wanted two. I know what you wanted. So, so, the, first, so the first one we watched uh, was called um, Slaps Giving. What was it called? The Slap Fight. The Slap Fight. And uh, I've asked Quinn if she wouldn't mind, since I was the newbie, I'm going to go ahead and give a quick plot synopsis. If I have any questions, I'll ask her. And then at the end, she can kind of maybe let me know what I maybe messed up on or, um, you know, didn't get right. You won't understand these if you haven't seen it before. Well, that's why you're here to guide us through. You're here to guide our adult listeners through this. Um, oh, okay. But uh, And then at the very end, after we talk about the two episodes, just real quick, I'll give you my final thoughts on Victorious. Um so, uh, the first one we watched was called The, um, the Slap Fight. So, uh, here, here's what the episode was about um, from my perspective. So, in this world of Victorious, which it takes place, um, I would guess, in another... It's a different world than Drake and Josh we learn. Because yeah. they watch Drake and Josh. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So, this is a show from um, this guy, Dan Schneider, who people out there might know. I think he has since been fired from all his Nickelodeon duties for being a creep. But we're not, that's not, like, this is not the podcast where we discuss creepy Hollywood weirdos. We're just going to talk about this show. Um, but so, say what you just said. Uh, um, apparently, they live in a different world where they kind of live in our world where they watch Drake and Josh because, like, they, like, one time Cat was um, in one of them, it's like Trina gets hurt, so. They're trying to all... Her harness breaks, and they're all... Tra- <laughs> yes, Trina's a horse, and there's an episode where her no, harness she's breaks. Fl- she's, fl- she's, like, always on, like... This takes place those- in the BoJack Horseman universe. No, you know how people, like, use those where they fly around? Oh, yeah, sure. People One do that all the time. It breaks, yeah. so they, they, gather, they gather Beck, Robbie, Jade, and all the people I said at the beginning. Um, and they... Uh, the gang. We'll call them the, the gang. gang. Wait, isn't that the Archie thing, though? Well, every every group of people okay. you call the gang, the Saved by the Bell gang, the Archie okay, so, gang, um, the Crips, the Bloods. So, um, Kat, <laughs> Kat decides she wants to tell what she thinks happened, and it was um, apparently Drake and Josh at this sushi, like, conveyor belt in the sushi, and, they, and then apparently it went too fast, and... And I bet Josh was shoving a lot of sushi in his mouth. Yes. Oh, that, that's our Josh. And then Tori decided... And she was like, she said, Cat, that's from Drake and Josh. So, staring so they acknowledged it was a TV show. Yes. Well, I would take, well, that's really interesting. See, this is why we have an expert uh, like Quinn around. Um, however, I would argue that this is a completely different universe. Now, maybe it's a universe where Drake and Josh exists. I, if, if there's any God. In a TV show. If there is a God in this world. And there's multiple universes. Drake and Josh exists in all of multiple universes. Because if, if you don't know me, and many of you don't, uh, Drake and Josh, Quinn knows this, so I won't get into it too much. Drake and Josh literally, quite literally, saved my life. But I can talk about that on another podcast. Uh, like but- on a totally different podcast. Don't even do it. <laughs> don't even do it on this podcast. Wow, thanks, Quinn. Quinn really cares about her dad's mental health. Um... I would argue, however, hey, this... I do, especially I, on a plane. I, I um, argue this takes place in a completely different world because in this world, everyone... You know how in this world everyone has an iPhone? 
In this world, they all have pair phones. Pair phones, which or is kind of pads and stuff. right pair pad, which is kind of clever, and I like that. Except I would say this: the shape of the phones are shaped like pears. Is, was, oh, does Dan Snyder point, think that Apple phones are... No, at one point they had regular phones. Oh, okay. Like, you'd, like in season one, I think they had like phones like yours. Yeah. But in um, season two and three, they had they got like the pair phones. And Tori even writes, so excited about my new phone. Oh, okay. Like, and then it, they go into like, they have, they'll finally show like... In the first season, it's just Tori typing. Yeah. And then in the other seasons, sometimes you'll see Beck type or Andre type. Oh, right, right. So it doesn't really matter who types in the second and third season, but okay. it's always Tori in the first season. Well, I would, I would argue that the pair phone is definitely style over substance. Um, I actually like how it looks. I like how it, it looks, looks too. I like how it looks too, but the screen looks like a calculator readout. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, so sorry, that was a lot of uh, background, sorry. but this is exciting because I've never seen Quinn so excited about something. <laughs> I wish it was about, I don't know, science. Just kidding. Um, so in this episode, the slap fight, um, Tori is upset because her sister, who is very unlikable. What's her sister's name again? Trina. Trina, who we've also learned is a flying horse. Um, <laughs> she is unhappy because Trina has more followers on a website called The Slap, which is sort of you like... go to that on Google. Okay. Well, now... I'm getting into the synopsis here. Sorry. But actually, that's interesting. You can? Yeah. Okay. You can look it up and you can go to like cats, wow. or stuff like that. Wow. We'll have to talk about how you have access to all this after we uh, stop the podcast. <laughs> so anyway, the slap is sort of like Facebook and Twitter combined. Yeah. Um, and Trina has a lot more followers than Tori. So Tori's a little Tori's a little bothered by this. But the gang is supposed to make a short film for their uh, film class. It's called um, Violins and Socks. Yeah, Socks and Violins. It's a takeoff on, well, if you're an adult, you've figured out the pun. I did. Uh, but this is a family podcast, so I'm not going to explain it to Quinn. Now, let me. Now you said I could do the... Careful. Okay. <laughs> you said I could do the synopsis, yes. and you'll come in. I'm sorry. So, yes. Socks and Violins. And it's a short film that they're going to make. But as soon as Tori brings up the fact that she was a little bothered by how many followers her sister has on the slap, they all realize that her horrible horse, flying horse sister, has more followers than them. So the rest of the episode, the different members of the gang, instead of working on their short film, uh, try a bunch of weird different ways to get um, followers. Now I'll bring Quinn back in because I don't remember all the ways. I remember Tori is doing something where she's... The Kiyoki Milk Challenge. The Kiyoki Milk Challenge, you which... You put Kiyoki powder in it and then you try and drink it in less than a minute or a minute. You put Kiyoki... And you have to hit a gong, apparently. Yeah, yeah it's sort of racist. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I tried to look it up to see if it was based on anything real and the only thing that came up was victorious stuff so she drinks a lot of milk and then spits it everywhere it's gross I it's didn't, really gross i didn't like that part and it was green because they had like a drop of green food coloring in there yeah uh, Ro- uh robbie is uh he's doing a where's robbie and if people find him he gives them his shoes for some apparently reason. he was giving them different prizes and that one time we saw him oh. he was in the janitor's closet and was giving away his shoes yeah and a bunch of kids rush in and steal his shoes but in the end uh the gang learns that uh doing your homework is much more important than worrying about... Oh my about, gosh, their short film's terrible. Uh, right. It, it, doing your homework and working hard on assignments is much more important than uh, gaining friends on the internet, especially when you have your best friends around you. I'm almost done. <laughs> because as Quinn just said, their short f- film is very bad. 
Um, and that's what they learn in the end. And uh, that's uh, Slap's Giving. Or the Slap Fight. Slap's Giving is from a uh, show called How I Met Your Mother. That's why. Um, so is that pretty much what the episode's about? Yeah, can I say one thing? You can say in the short as many fi- things as you in want. In the short film at the end, it's, Now you're all gonna get murdered in the dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, the short film if you want to know, is about a guy who has a violin with a switchblade on it. Yeah. And I guess he stabs people. Yeah, I guess. They had high hopes for this film, but... It's when... called a stabolin. A stabolin, yeah. I think it'd be called... I think a it should be called... A violin knife. <laughs> I think it should be called a violin knife, but stabolin is what they say. Anyway, I give this um, episode uh, three out of four stars. And let me... I want to say Wait, one thing. three out of four, not... We were doing out of five. We're not doing anything. I was just was rambling. Uh, the, there was a part of this that actually elevated um, this oh, episode for Rex. me. Um, and Robbie's. Oh well, who cares? There was what? another one for Robbie. What? When he did that makeover. Oh yeah. And then Beck washed his car. <laughs> and then Beck washed his car with his um. Oh yeah, there's some yeah. Well yeah. You're hearing us have a private conversation, but yeah, there. I wasn't going to get into all the oh, different okay, things then. they did, but yeah, Ro, uh, Robbie also does a, does makeover, a makeover on the slap. Six hundred followers that morning, right? And and it's funny too, like the the number of followers these guys want is like nowhere near. Like in real life, people have like crazy amounts of followers. They have just kind of normal. I don't know. Oh, the I don't go to Hollywood art school, so oh, I don't Dad, know. There's one thing that you missed. Um, there's a I reason, the whole thing. <laughs> there's a reason Trina, there's a reason Trina has 997 followers. It's because Sinjin. Oh yeah. There's a character named Sinjin. Yeah. What did he, he do? Um, he hacked into Trina's and he, Trina said if she, he changed his followers from 34, her followers from 34 to 900, she would teach him how to jump rope. And then S, my name is Sinjin. My wife's name is Trina. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, there's a kid named Sinjin, and uh, he he's sort of like... Um, a supporting character. He's a supporting character. He's sort of like... Actually, if we're talking about Screech, he's sort of like Screech. But he's the reason... What? Screech died this week, and I'm sad about it, okay? Uh, so, um, the thing that elevated this episode for me is Sinjin, in fact. He says something to Tori at one point, and I, I think I even paused the show, and I looked at Quinn, and I was like, Quinn, this was a brilliant pick. No, you didn't pause it. I had to... They don't have to know everything. <laughs> I said, Quinn, this is a brilliant pick. Because what he says is something like, he's so excited to be part of... He ran there because he usually doesn't get invited to the main people. Yeah, he says, I don't get invited to like the main cast. So, and it was a really... Um, it was a really um, meta moment because you know you watch Saved by the Bell and like every and Sinjin even goes into this every class they answer all the questions uh, uh, same as Saved by the Bell um, if there's a school play all they, our all they our start in every yeah, school play. the gang is basically has every part like Saved by the Bell or like Archie that we mentioned too the gang is just it's like everybody around them is there to support them. Um, so I thought Sinjin recognizing that and bringing that up was really clever. And I also thought the pair shaped phones, while not very, I don't know. The computers aren't shaped like pairs. That'd be really weird. No. The pairs, oddly enough, are shaped like computers. All right. So the second episode we watched is called Wi-Fi in the Sky. Yes. And this one was about, um, Tori and her sister are on a plane 
airplane coming back to LA. I don't know where they were, but uh, it looks like their flight is going to be very delayed. They're going to get um, to LA very late, and Tori has to get together with her friends to write a seven-page script, I guess, for another short film yeah. uh, or a play. Well, it's kind of like um, it's a seven-page like script. Yeah, they have to write a script. And does it have to have like a weird twist or something? Uh, yeah, it has to have at least three characters and a plot twist. Ooh. Yeah, three characters and a plot twist. Uh, and uh, and at the t- and somewhere in the, about the middle of the episode, uh, Tori's sister um, has to waz. Used to <laughs> yes, when they have to go to the bathroom, they say they have to waz, which is kind of funny, but kind of gross too. Every time. But she goes to she goes to first class, which is weird. I didn't know I. What is the, what's the story with them? I asked you if they had parents, and you said they do. They do, but they are. I, I've never seen them with their parents. Oh, they their do. house looks like it looks pretty fancy from what we see of it. Yeah. Um, it looks like the house that um, Amanda Bynes and Jenny Garth lived in, and on their sitcom. But you wouldn't know that. But uh, it seems like they have. They're pretty like rich. I would assume. So why aren't they in first class in the airplane? Like, what do their parents know. do? Um, uh, all I know is that. I only know their da- dad's job. Their dad is a cop. They mentioned that oh, okay. like a lot, um, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Um, but the, I do want you to see one with their parents because their parents are like, there's a re. Oh, I desperately need to see these yes, parents. You do. I'm going to call Child Protective Services because these kids need to be monitored at all times. Anyway, let me Especially get back. Trina. So Trina, well Trina who looks like she's in her 30s, but but <laughs> Trina goes to first class to go to the bathroom and uh when she's up there she sees um Perez Hilton. So that's like a big deal in this one. Um but as you know, uh, the rule of, of Chekhov's Perez Hilton, you know that Perez Hilton's going to appear in the third act and he does in fact and it's hilarious. Um but I guess I guess this episode, um, it's mostly just um, Tori interacting with the gang via um, their yeah. computers, their pair of pewters, um, writing this script, and just silly things that happen. Like Kat uses a lot of silly filters. Oh, we, we see, on, is it Andre? Mm-hmm. Andre's grandmother, who is funny, but it's a little problematic because I feel like they're making jokes because she clearly has dementia. Uh, at one point when she sees um, Beck and Tori on the computer, I think she believes that they're inside the computer and says, this doesn't make sense, and punches the computer until it turns off. So they are making light of uh, of dementia, but other than that, it was, a, uh, it was a pretty funny episode. I got to learn the term waz. Um, it wasn't as good as the first one. And Quinn, uh, that's my thoughts on um, Wi-Fi in the Sky. Dad, yeah. um, if you guys don't know what, um, they decided on a boy going into the, his closet, but this is what Cat wanted. Cat wanted to write a script about giraffes that learn to love. Oh, well, well it's, yeah, but they decide. can you, careful, they, um, that's, <laughs> this is very sophisticated recording equipment. Very, uh, it's, um. It's a mic stand with a phone on it, with a pair, with a pair phone. We use a pair phone to tape the yep. uh, podcast now. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so that is the episode. Those are the two episodes, and, uh, so quickly, I would, I guess really what matters, we know Quinn loves Victorious, but what did a 42-year-old man think of Victorious? Well, I'll tell you. One of the things I find fun to do is compare Nickelodeon 
preteen shows to Disney preteen shows. And there's two differences. Uh, there's two things I've noticed that are different between them. Or maybe three things, actually. One, you know you're watching Nickelodeon if the characters say, oh my god. Whereas Disney, they say, oh my gosh, exclusively. That's the minor one. Uh, two Nickelodeon shows tend to, uh, tend to have... Um, well, no, I tend to have um, kind of um, art hipper... And uh, therefore, the humor is a little more sophisticated, but also a little uh, a little adult. There's a lot of pandering to adults, uh, whereas Disney shows are very goofy, and the characters are, are extremely goofy. And I said there were three, but I meant two, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as far as like, I'm a huge Disney fan. We're a huge Disney family, so I always prefer Disney almost on every level, except for their preteen sitcoms. Uh, Nickelodeon is by far better. Sadly, a lot of their stuff was done by, I guess, the Stan Schneider. Stan Schneider. The Stan Schneider creepo. But if he's not a creep and I'm remembering it wrong, I take it back. Um, like I said, this is not a podcast where we discuss Hollywood creeps. Although creeps are terrible and should be booted out of um, all places. Um, if anything, uh, but, but but Victorious, uh, I liked it. I think the cast, the 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 kids are cool and and they do a really good job at acting. Yeah, they, they do a really good job at acting. That should be they should put that review on the website because uh, she's right. They're but they're likable. They're cool, and I'll be honest, I kind of expected Quinn got into this after she watched a show that I recommended to her, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana which and I just saw it one day and I was like. Yeah, so she moved on to this, and I think it's a good lateral move. Except Victoria, I saw something that Victorious, at the beginning I saw yeah. her like singing and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, maybe this might be a little like Hannah Montana." So I started watching it, and I thought it was really good. So I started watching more of the second episode and the third, and then I had to stop. And I would you say after the third, you watched the fourth? Yeah, probably the fifth after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think it was a good move. I thought, though, that I was going to get to hear Tori sing. Because, like you said, in the theme song, it's her singing a song. I thought it was more about her being a singer. Oh, it it is. But the two ones that we chose, <clears throat> apparently, they didn't have any songs. So I might need to show you the one with songs. Well, I think after you hear my review, you'll know that I would be open to that. Because I enjoyed Victorious. Yay. And would I recommend it to all of our adult listeners out there? No, but I'm, I hope you had fun listening to us talk about it. Um, other than that, we've talked a really long time about it. So let's, um, we actually have some listener mail. So let's get to that right away. You know, I was, I was eating one of those hot um, Arnie's sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I did the, you know. Uh, the copy they gave us, it, it really like pushed like ask for ask them to give it to you slick. That's where they don't pat the grease yeah. off. And I think I burned off like all the fingerprints on my on my hands. I don't think I don't think people should do that. I don't think people should really eat at Arnie's. To be perfectly honest, Dad, that's why you get it patted off and then you drive in your car back home and maybe let it sit for a few minutes so you don't burn your fingers. No, the copy that the company sent over said. Eat it immediately in the car if you can. And like half the meat fell on my crotch and burned me. My gosh, you know we're recording. Oh, hey! Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Matt and Quinn, watch a thing. We're here. Um, 
And uh, I thought we'd do some uh, listener mail and then uh, get out of here. Maybe grab a couple delicious Arnie's sub sandwiches. You. Um, so uh, we got a we got two letters today. The first is from well, it's from my aunt Rita. Hi, Aunt Rita. Um, and Aunt Rita writes, uh, "Dear Matthew, I just heard that President Joe Biden is going to make podcasts illegal." If he does this, doesn't that mean I won't be able to listen to my precious grandniece Quinn talk about her shows and stories? Please tell me this isn't true. We've got to get this guy out of office. Love, Aunt Rita. Well, Aunt Rita, I can assure you um, that uh, President Biden has no intention of making podcasts illegal. Biden loves this uh, podcast. Apparently, Joe Biden loves this podcast. Uh, I think he loves all podcasts, and it's it's going to be fine. Uh, I'm, you're you're going to be fine. All right. Uh, now we got another uh, letter from a listener. This is our listener Jordan, who uh, does a lot of cool artwork for us. Jordan, keep it coming. We love it. Um, and uh, oh, and he's responding to something we talked about in the uh, last episode. Congratulations, Matt and Quinn, on the news of your new studio later this year. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Uh, one question: Will the Crush Corner also get an upgrade? Will we be seeing a crush veranda or a crush cottage outside the studio? Those are good ideas. I like the idea of like a crush gazebo, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you, the crush corner is coming with us um, to the new studio, along with... Oh, um, like a lanai, like... Yeah, like the crush lanai. Yeah. Uh, No, we're going to have the crush corner as it is. Um, We're just going to bring it to the new um, podcasting studio. We, we are um, playing around with the idea of um, adding some more um, kind of paper hearts and... Um, You're on McDonald's more, more We have a lot of paper hearts and paper cupids hanging above the yeah. crush corner. I think we want to add some more. I mean, I do. Don't add any more cupids. They scare me. Well, I think the new. I think we're gonna actually upgrade the cupids and put diapers on the cupids because right now they're completely nude. That's that is also a... gonna scare me even more. Like they have the bow and arrows with little hearts. And they're babies with bow and arrows. What's scary about that? Um, but uh, it's not like we have them set up where they're not gonna shoot them by accident. Well, they're not real cupids. Yes, I mean... they are. <laughs> I hung real cupids up there. Oh my god, they are kicking and moving around on their own. It Quinn. took me five minutes. Took you five minutes to capture real cupids? <laughs> no, it took me five minutes to capture one cupid, and then it took me ten minutes to hang him up on the ceiling. Uh, can I just point out the end of Jordan's question here it says, thanks for taking my question, a loyal listen rock? <laughs> is Jordan a rock? Like, is he an actual, like, chunk? Of... No! <laughs> because if he is, and he does all these drawings for us, that's amazing that a rock has has um, has the abilities to draw these wonderful cartoons. He's not a rock. <laughs> so that's a, you think that's a... Um... I think he just wrote that because he thought it makes sense. He thought it would make sense? You don't know Jordan Beale. He makes very little sense. <laughs> Jordan, thanks for your question. I hope we answered it. I don't remember. We went off on a tangent. If you want to send us a pod... If you want to send us a podcast to listen to, don't, because I only listen to this one. And Secret Oranges. Uh, shout out to Glenn. Uh, I'd love to be on the show again, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, if you want to send us a... Um, uh, I almost said podcast again. Can you say what I'm trying to say? Send us another letter or slash email. How about an email? Slash we're not gonna, email. We're not going to give you our actual address for snail mail. 
But please send us cargo. Mmm, delicious. Um, mmm, delicious. <laughs> if you I want to send us an email, what do you what do you say? I actually love escargot. I know you like escargot, isn't it? This kid, this kid loves escargot, and I find that so just so charming. You, you're charming enough to go to Hollywood Arts High School. If your parents ever if tell you to enough. eat escargot, just tell them that Quinn loves it and that it's snails. Okay. Yeah, kids out there, demand that your parents get you escargot right now. It's expensive. Would you like to send us an email? You can do so at heymattandq at gmail.com. And maybe we'll read it. We read emails from my aunt. We read emails from rocks that send us emails <laughs> somehow. A, a rock with psychic powers. Last night, Quinn, I watched a movie called X-Men Apocalypse. And you know what? what? Not a bad movie. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of it. Although, directed by a Hollywood creep. It's like we can't talk about anything on this show without creeps being involved. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, Matt and Quinn Watcher Thing is a creep-free zone. So if you're not a creep and you're a person who loves fun and entertainment, listen to our show. And send us an creep- email. Don't listen. If you're a creep, don't listen. Go creep into the ocean and drown, you creep. Anyway. That's kind of mean. Well, well, I'm sorry. From the mouths of babes, I've been too mean. Uh, well, this is another episode of Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. Um, I think this was a great one. Uh, you know what it led to? It led to me getting to show Quinn her very first episode of Drake and Josh. We did watch yep. an episode of Drake and Josh. Um, so that was good. And uh, anything else? Nope. I guess uh, I want to thank you to our new sponsor that they make the best sandwiches around. Um, order one today. P.S. Burn your fingers. Uh, no, 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 no. It's all right. It won't burn your fingers. What are you talking about? Shut up. All right. Uh, we'll see you next time uh, when Matt and Quinn watch another thing. Quinn, we can't. You can't insult the sponsors, please. Okay. My crotch is doing. My crotch is doing just fine. I I put. I put the lotion on it and the burning they sensations. Gave you, they gave you a lotion? Yeah, they gave a lotion. Or do you have to go to the Arnie's um, shop? Like, you know, Handy Huggos that's connected to McDonald's? Do you have to go, like, to the shop connected to it? Well, yeah, all... Do you have to buy it? Or all do they Arnie's, give it to you for all free? Arnie's subs are connected to a lotion stop. <laughs> what? Well, there are... The, we'll, talk, we'll do a commercial for them next uh, week. Lotion okay. stop. <laughs>